What's up, y'all? Very special bonus episode today with my friend Bert Stewart from Covington, Kentucky. We are doing an episode with him today. Hey, Bert. Hey. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. Uh, Bert was kind enough to respond on our Facebook page early on in our infancy of doing the podcast. We had a last minute trip to Louisville, Kentucky, and we decided we could not pass up an opportunity to meet Bert in the middle of his hometown. And I'm really grateful we did. Get it right. I'm not, it's my hometown. I moved here and then I decided I actually liked it. They thought there's no way you'd ever move here. So I'd tell you about it. And that way you might actually be on. We would never have known about this place. He's right about that. So I apologize. It's not as hometown at any rate you're gonna have to listen to this whole episode if you really want to know what the we are talking about right now ladies and gentlemen my new friend Bert Stewart from Kentucky check the mic and make sure it sound right boys hey listeners ever wonder what it would be like to sell everything and travel the country at the tender age of 50 Well, with our last kid off to college and the ability to now work remotely, we've decided to do just that. So we're selling the house, loading up the dog, and hitting every city from California to Florida. We're scouring the country for a new place to call home and dragging you into every restaurant, Airbnb, and tourist trap we encounter along the way. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Skip Town All-Stars. This is a special bonus edition. We have uh, on Zoom, I have on Zoom with me, uh, a gentleman by the name of Bert Stewart, who is one of our earliest engagers on Facebook and uh, very happy to have him. Bert laid out a very compelling case for two towns that he's fallen in love with in the past, and we are going to jump right in. Welcome, Bert. Hey, how's it going? All right, all right. Thank you for doing this on a Monday morning. Uh, I appreciate it. You are in Covington, Kentucky now, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where you currently reside. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, your family life, where you come from, all that background? Um, well, I was born in Michigan, moved to Florida, spent a lot of my summers in Washington State and in Michigan. Um, and then we moved to Montana. And um, then we ended up moving to Indianapolis, Indiana. Wow. And uh, I lived there for a long time and moved around, kind of lived in Louisville and uh, Evansville, Indiana. And then I moved back to Indianapolis after living in Idaho for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I, I spent a summer up there working at a resort. And then I- Can I ask which one? Uh, Hills Resort and okay. Priest Lake. Okay, got Idaho. it. It's beautiful up there. If yeah, you... we've been to McCall, but if you would have said that, I would have said, uh, oh, wow, okay. Small <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you ever get a chance, go up to uh, Northern Idaho. It's probably the prettiest place in the country I've been to. Yeah, a lot um, of people say it's great up there. And then uh, far north. And that yeah, it's 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 a whole different world up there. It's beautiful. Nice. And um and then I ended up uh staying in Indianapolis for quite a long time and I got a job. I work as a thermal spray operator, which okay. is kind of an unusual trade. 
and then um, kind of worked my way up through the company and then my position ended up going away and uh, I still had a job, but I wasn't particularly thrilled. And then somebody reached out and asked me if I wanted to work in Mexico. And I said, hell yeah, I want to work in Mexico. It was a nice spot down on the coast and it would have been great. And then the company was like, actually, we want you in Cincinnati. And I said, hell no, I'm not going to Cincinnati. That's a big that's, change. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, and then later that same day, another company reached out to me and said, hey, would you like a job in Cincinnati? I said, well, that's two in one day. Yeah. Let, let's start uh, in Cincinnati. I can, I can take a little I can take a little drive and see, see what I think. Right. We drove over here and. Um, we, I had looked up before we got here a couple of possible places that I would want to check out. And one of them was Covington, mm -hmm. uh, northern part of Covington um, in Cincinnati. And then another one was OTR in Cincinnati, which is kind of downtown, like the hip spot downtown Cincinnati. And we got out of the car and I instantly heard some music playing. We walked around a corner and it was it having to be dark charge day. If you lived around here, you would know what it is. It's a... Uh, there's a, a brewery called Braxton's and they have once a year dark charge day where they only make dark beers and they combine with like a lot of the local restaurants and they put the beer and the, and all their food and they have like five or six food vendors doing wow. food okay. and they do music. And, and we went and my wife only drinks dark beer and I don't really drink at all, but I eat. So <laughs> and the food was delicious and they had music planned. It was great. And when we were walking away, there's a, a mosaic, uh, artsy mosaic. And one of them, and I looked right down and it said, you belong here. I said, all right, fine. I took uh -huh. the job. And uh, yeah, I ended up not staying there very long. But then I moved to a new job that, that I, that Cincinnati is kind of a hub for what I do. And um, I really like it there. And now I work three days a week. And you work three days a week? Yep. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Which I know kind of sucks from some standpoint. But if you travel, uh, it's cheaper to travel uh, during the week. And wow. there's all kind of lunch specials at restaurants. So if really? I want to go out to eat, you can just go out yeah. to eat for a lunch special. And it's, you know, half the cost of going out for dinner. And then we cook dinner at home. Um, you know. Right, so, right. So I kind of keep my, oh, my life inexpensive as possible so I can do as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for stepping on you. Zoom makes it a little complicated. There's a slight delay. But uh, I uh, I was hoping you could tell the listeners. So you mentioned your profession. Can you explain exactly what that is? Okay, well, basically, I'm the first step in refurbishing like an aircraft engine part. So if they're a part on an aircraft engine, wears out i will spray metal in that area and usually we'll use like say tungsten and it will build up that area and also offer more wear resistance then they'll machine it back to perfect so a lot of parts we refurbish are actually better than they were brand new wow. because they're refurbished with like a harder metal or you know or a corrosion resistance metal right. uh, we also will put on like thermal barriers so you can run the engine hotter without melting them. Okay. Um, and then we also do like zero gap clearance coatings, which 
turbine engines spin and when it spins it expands yeah uh and also when it heats up it expands so if you were to have uh uh just a plain metal shroud you would either have a gap at the beginning or you would hit your metal part when it's spinning. Right. Um, so what we do, we'll put on like a um, polyester coating or a graphite coating, depending upon how hot the area is. And yeah. when the blade spins, it cuts into it, making a perfect seal. Got so it. at first it's a perfect seal. And then when it expands, it cuts into it a little bit. And then once the engine has been running for a while, it stabilizes and you and it just stays that perfect seal. Got it. So your your job title is thermal spray operator. You mentioned, yeah. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, well, okay. So what makes you? I'm just going to follow on that thread for a second. Not a problem. What makes Cincinnati such a hub, or the the Cincinnati Kentucky border such a hub for that kind of work? Uh, I, what I think happened was. Um, most com a lot of companies like GE and other aviation companies have their own little shops, but honestly, a lot of them get behind on their work. Yeah. And um, so Cincinnati Thermal Spray opened up, which was a big thermal spray shop. Okay. So it was a major hub for that. And, and they, when they opened up, um, part of, they were open for a while. And then part of that company broke off and made another company called uh, Ellison Surface Technology. Okay. And so then there's two really big thermal spray shops, plus there's GE here, and there's a company I work for, Standard Aero, which is a world, worldwide uh, aircraft refurbishment company. Wow. Okay. And then um, and then some other little companies kind of broke off of Ellison's and Cincinnati Thermal Spray. And so since we have GE here and we have Standard Aero, and yeah. we have uh, the thermal spray companies. There's several shops here that are really big for what I do. Um, there's some other areas that have it. And and actually, it originally started off as um, a naval technology. They used it for um, making parts corrosive resistance and things like that. And, the, and it also gets used for like uh, paper milling. Uh, we'll, you have those giant spools that, you know, flatten out paper to make it smooth and those get wore out over time so we can spray it up with say a tungsten coating and then machine it to you know glass mirror finish and yeah. um it's super smooth and super durable and so right. when it gets wore out you don't have to make a whole brand new one we can just spray it up machine it down to perfect size good to go got it okay very cool so that paints the picture of what you do I want to rewind for a second because you've lived in a lot of places. Uh, so what was it? And I presume all those places were sort of from your childhood on. Um, uh -huh. Were you in a military family? Why, uh, why did your family bounce around so much? Um, well, my, my grandparents were snowbirds. So it kind of started with that. They lived in Michigan and in Florida. And my dad grew up in Michigan. What part? um Lansing oh, okay Lansing and Owasso and we had a cabin at Holton Lake Michigan which Got is it. where my grandparents lived most of my childhood at least in the summer and then in Florida we lived in Bradenton uh, which is just south of Tampa okay yeah um and my whole my family kind of owned a whole street it was like my dad 
my grandparents, my oh, yeah. aunts, my great aunts. And like we owned one side of a whole street that ended in like Grove Field, uh, Orange Grove Fields. Oh, wow. Okay, great. And um, yeah. And then my dad was a nurse and he was uh, like a director of nursing. Uh-huh. And um, he ended up uh getting a job in montana as like a director of nursing and part of the reason he went up there was there was a school to get his doctorate in nursing right and uh when we got up there they hadn't told him that the school was about to close oh. so we were up there for a few years and we moved we, we lived in the mountains at first anaconda montana okay. which is close to butte uh and then we moved across the way to Miles City, Montana, which is in the Plains. Okay. Um, and then my dad got a job in Indianapolis where he could also go to school and get his doctorate. Got so it. he ended up um, getting his doctorate and he planned on um, becoming like a, a, a big wig executive at some bigger hospital. Right. Uh, but during the whole time he was going to school, he ended up working weekends and was down to working like two or three days a week and had five weeks of paid vacation off yeah. and he was like and making enough money to get by really well because weekend shift you get bonuses for working on weekends and um right so i stayed in indianapolis quite a long time and then i kind of tried to leave indianapolis a few times i went up to idaho for the summer and my at the end of the summer the job kind of went away and i ended up back in indianapolis and yeah. So that's how, how did I you like in Indianapolis? Did you like uh, Indianapolis as a place to live? Um, it's not too bad. Um, I, I've said since I was a child, if you're over right. 21. I'm like swatting a fly here. I, I'm afraid I'm going to be like Mike Pence. When <laughs> my head is, well, don't shoot somebody. <laughs> you see me swatting but... flies. You, like there's a single fly from when we put the dog out earlier. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, Indianapolis is nice. Um, if you're over 21 and you have some money, yeah, um, and you're willing to go out and find things to do, um, it there's not a lot close to Indianapolis, um, uh, but it does have you know sports teams, and I'm not really into sports, but it has a really good arts. There, there's a there's a pretty good group of people trying to keep the arts in Indianapolis. They have a good theater. They have a they have a like a permanent fringe festival um right. building uh for for theater and they have you know museums and stuff like that so it's right. not uh it's not it's not my favorite place in the world but as long as you like i said are over 21 and have some right. money especially if you're into sports you know you, you can you can have a pretty good time there um yeah you have the colts and all that so yeah the colts and i guess the pacers and yeah. uh, they have a WNBA team and they have a minor league hockey team and uh, they have a, a soccer team now. Um, so they, they, it's, it's okay. Um, it's not my world's favorite place, but um, it's not too bad. Okay. Got it. So, uh, okay. So let's, uh, uh, the one thing I want to ask you about real quick is you mentioned you only work three days a week, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who are pretty envious of that right now. What is it about your job or your situation that allows you to have four days off every week? Well, um, 
our company tries to run seven days a week. And one of the ways they do it is they have um, four day shift position, four, four days a week, and then a three days a week. Uh-huh. And, and because you're working on weekends, they, they, I only work 36 hours. I work three 12 hour shifts, uh-huh. but they give me an 11% pay bump, which equates out to the same as missing those four hours. That's awesome. So, Working 36 hours, I get paid the same as if I were working on day shift. Right. Um, uh, four days a week. Wow. Uh, okay. so, so, yeah, I mean, that's a, I, uh, you know, obviously the responsibility of being, you know, like uh, your father was a nurse or a firefighter or a cop or something like that. It's it's kind of rare, actually, in an industrial position uh, or skilled labor like yours that you would find such a thing so that's it's amazing you're taking advantage of that um actually uh you'll find that in a lot of manufacturing now it it's uh, and, and and things like that like ge they have similar schedules available oh, yeah. okay. uh, and stuff like that um just because you people prefer working four days a week or three days a week yeah totally and if you work on the weekends you know you you do give up some things like a lot of stuff happens on the weekends but I get out of work at 5 p.m. Okay. And uh, so if something's going on, I can go do it. And I'm pretty flexible because we don't have a night shift on weekends uh, at, at this time. It, it went away during COVID. Uh-huh. Um, I can come in a little late and stay a little late or I'll take a couple hours off because they, they give me quite a bit of vacation time. And um, they're, they're very flexible about that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So I really like it. Um, that's great. And, uh, and and I prefer doing things during the week if I can, because there's less people out. Yeah, totally. So there, there, there's some distinct advantages. And my daughter, she's you know going to be 28 soon uh-huh. and she, she lives on her own. So I don't, I don't have any like, Oh, I got to go to the kids baseball, baseball game or something. Yeah, yeah totally. So, totally. So, uh, so, uh, yeah. So you're an empty nester then you're yep. your wife are empty nesters. Um, okay. So uh, let's bring it to your Facebook post again. Thank you for that. Uh, you mentioned two places. We're going to start with, I know you're living in Kentu- uh, Covington, Kentucky, but uh, let's start with your other mention, which is Yellow Springs, Ohio. And I, uh, I personally am familiar with it just because I'm a huge, huge Dave Chappelle fan. And I know right. uh, how, sort of active he is in the community and uh you know all the news stories about his ups and downs of local civic um uh, involvement but uh you mentioned it as well and i'm assuming you mentioned it from experience why don't you tell me one of the reasons or why don't you tell me the reasons you think yellow springs is so great well it, it's a fun hippie town like it, yeah. it um and like dave Chappelle says it's a it's a little dot of blue and a sea of red yeah. And every, it's a very progressive town. Um, they have great food there. There's not a ton of restaurants, but it, it's a small town. And yeah. um, your wife said she's kind of interested in living in the country, like yeah. out of the city. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling she'd be miserable living an hour away from everything. But if you live somewhere in Yellow Springs or just outside of Yellow Springs, you at least have, you know, groceries right there. Some pretty cool festivals kind of happen in the town. Sure. Um, all those little towns around there are connected by bike paths, which Ohio is really good about. There's like 
2000 miles of bike paths in Ohio. Yeah. You don't have, you're not even, it's not like, Oh, you're riding on the road in a bike lane. They have, you know, converted railroad tracks into bike paths and um, independent bike paths and stuff like that. So um, we'll go up there and park in another town and then ride our bikes to Yellow Springs. Got it. Get out, do lunch, and then ride our bikes back. Just something fun to do. Yeah, totally. Um, and then um, also right right Yellow Springs is um, named after Yellow Springs, which they have like a park, um, and it has some goalies running through it and some really nice hiking. Yeah. My wife just got home. Hello. Uh, she waved. She waved. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, and and so it's you know a fun little hippie town uh Got it. and they have a little movie theater there that does some art films and they do i'm not really sure not done a lot of movies there but i know they do art films along with you know no, more mainstream films and uh you know dave Chappelle's there so yeah and he's yeah. opening up a, Might he's opening him, up a, right? what you might bump into him occasionally sure you might and he he does uh, his um, Dave, Dave Chappelle and friends. They they took over like a wedding venue um, place that's out in the cornfield. Yeah, and they do some shows there. Those are expensive though. I'm but sure. It, it was a hell of a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm looking at it right now on bestplaces.net, and it has a population of 3,700. Median income is 61,000. Median home price is 285,000. Uh, median age is 47.4, which is basically putting it in the sweet spot of empty nesters like you and I. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then uh, comfort index, uh, the summer, summers and winters seem to be, winter, winter gets a five, so it's even on the scale, I guess. Uh, but in the summer, it, it ranks at nine, which I think is pretty high. So, uh, you know, for the listeners out there, you may want to check that out. I personally am from Ohio, and I can attest that when I've gone back to my hometown or my areas uh, where I grew up, uh, you're right. There are a lot more bike paths now than there were when I yeah. was growing up. We, we used to have to ride our bikes down the two lane highway uh, with semis going by and everything. So it's great to see, uh, you know, all these uh, townships and uh, communities sort of banding together to create thoroughfares for people who want to enjoy, enjoy the the local landscape and, uh, you know, pop in, like you said, from town to town. So um, yeah. Ohio is, uh, I, you know, I grew up in Lake Milton, Ohio, which is about, and it's, it's outside of Youngstown. It's near Kent state um, somewhere in between there. And um, uh, you know, a lot of reservoirs in Ohio, a lot of rolling Hills, uh, I've spent some time down in Cincinnati a few weekends here and there when I was younger, when I lived there. Uh, I'm curious to see what it looks like nowadays. I'm pro- I mean, I probably haven't been to Cincinnati in, uh, I don't know, 20 years. So, right. um, but uh, that brings us to your, so how far is Covington from Cincinnati? Um, literally uh, across the river. I'm six, okay. I'm six blocks from Cincinnati. Oh, wow. That's you know, awesome. Okay. Maybe if got you it. want to count the river as a block, I guess I'm seven. You yeah. Know? Got it. Um, got it. And I I specified in there, um, if you wanted to live in Covington, 
north of 12th Street because you go you go south of 12th Street it starts it this whole town kind of was dilapidated up until yeah. 10 years ago maybe and they've started revitalization like okay. my house I live in was built in 1868 or something like that and wow. uh and before they got their hands on it it was you know termite infested falling apart the sure. whole root, like you you wouldn't know on the inside right now just that it was built in 1860 because yeah. it's all brand new oh nice okay and a lot of the houses around here were like that they ended up just getting you know getting gutted but they they're it's been revitalized um that's great I, I, I bought my house um four years ago uh-huh. and, and for like hundred and fifty thousand dollars and now wow. it's, it's gone up it, it's probably worth 250 now just that's because, amazing in just four years 100k yeah uh because every other house on my street was kind of dilapidated but now right there's like one or two houses that aren't dilapidated and they they're on the books to get fixed you know and yeah. and i i kind of when we moved here we saw that this area was kind of up and coming and yeah. it was, had a great vibe um i live a few blocks from a park with like a glockenspiel big bell tower oh yeah and um that has uh you know the mechanical german glockenspiel sure sure um and there's a pool there's uh probably 20 bars and restaurants within a 15 minute 10 15 minute walk from my house okay um, it's it's a real ideal little area and the whole area is also connected by something called the south bank shuttle it kind of does this loop it goes up through cincinnati and across to bellevue which is another small town yeah on the edge of ohio and then newport and then covington it just does a loop and it costs a dollar to get on you can hop on hop off and a new south bank shuttle comes every 15 minutes oh wow okay so there so public transportation is uh present there yeah it's um it's not as good as say like London or New York, but right. for the Midwest, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, uh, for sure. As long as you live like along the river, um, it, it's pretty great for just kind of getting around. Because if you go, the South Bank shuttle stops at all the stadiums. There's the football stadium, there's a baseball stadium, there's a hockey arena. Yeah. Um, and then presumably you could probably get to the new soccer stadium um which i i've not been to yet but um because it's odd it's surprisingly popular it seats like um 22,000 people and they sold like 20,000 season tickets it was wow. great it was Holy surprising cow. The, that's great the amount that I, I think they probably should have built it bigger <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i mean they were just hoping they were going to be successful i i think it was successful beyond what they thought it might be that's great. Um, so, yeah, uh, my area of Covington is very progressive, especially uh-huh. for the West. Um, like, specifically, my little area is kind of the gay area. We have a couple yeah. gay bars, and our 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 uh, crosswalks are rainbows. Sure. <laughs> like, okay. So, so, and you just wouldn't think of that in the Midwest. Um, uh, you know, I, I work in a fairly blue collar field and 
most of the guys I work with are certainly not progressive. Like, no, yeah, there, for there, sure. there are plenty of Trump flags, but yeah, um, yeah. my neighborhood, you know, there there was you know plenty of Biden and uh, and whatnot and gay pride flags and stuff like that. So right. we kind of live in a pocket of uh, more liberal people. So it's it's nice from that standpoint. Got it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, diversity is important, uh, obviously, to Denise and I, wherever we go. Um, And, you know, I, uh, I, it's funny, because I listen to my children talk. And, you know, it, uh, it really is fascinating. Uh, So I'm a Gen Xer, I presume. uh, How old are you? Can I ask? 45. Okay, so you may or may not be a Gen Xer. You may be, uh, what year were you born? 77. So yeah, you're a Gen Xer. So, um, you know, we're in this sort of uh, hybrid generation uh, where, you know, our parents had a certain way of thinking. We didn't necessarily think that way, but because we were Gen Xers and our general attitude was to say, whatever, man, you know, (laughs) we just kind of like let it go. And it's funny to hear my kid like these uh, facets that you mentioned are, you know, interesting to our generation. But my kids don't even it doesn't even register with them like what people are. Um, I'm not saying they don't see color because they do. And I think it's ridiculous when people say they don't. But, uh, you know, for them, it's just like not a thing. It's not a barometer for whether or not they're going to be friends with people, you know. And um, so anyway, uh, to your point about, you know, this uh, area of yours is up and coming and and all that. I, you know, wherever you see this kind of thing happening, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are put off by it. And I don't I my only response to that is it's 2022. Sometimes people are gay or black or whatever, man. You just got you know what I mean? It's like it's like, dude, like it's been around our whole lives. Like, you know, when I say it, it's like uh other people who aren't like us. It is America, you know, what's the big deal? And you know. Yeah. I, exactly. I, anyway, so without getting on a political soapbox too much, you know, uh, it's yeah. not, like I try not to dip too far into those waters in our podcast. But at the same time, uh, I do think it's important when Denise mentions like, oh, I prefer to live in a place where people are sort of progressive minded. And, you know, and the reason for that, I think, is you when people are progressive minded, you get bike paths, you get community centers you get uh, I noticed from I remember from your post that the arts are very important to you culture is is a thing and so you know uh, we go off we fight all these wars to preserve our culture then why not engender that in our own communities right yeah exactly Um, we we, we're really into theater quite a bit it's we kind of hop around and do a lot of different stuff Uh Um, um, but probably theater is one of our most consistent things like fringe South theater. I don't know if you're familiar with fringe festivals or not. I'm um, not explain or the listeners. Okay. For sure. <laughs> like I've heard of them, but I don't know what so, it is. So like the biggest ones probably in Edinburgh, uh, Scotland, but uh-huh. there's several around the country. I know there's a big one in Ohio. I mean, not Ohio, Orlando, uh-huh. um, Indianapolis fringe festival. Um, it's actually going on now. I left work. Saturday and drove to Indianapolis and we shot two shows 
So a fringe festival is a festival of performances. It can be anything from a comedian to um, a, a play, um, uh, some dance and, and things like that. And they're all an hour long uh -huh. and they arrange them so you can go from one to another to another. And there's a half an hour between each show and you just pick what show you want to go to. Then you pick another one. And Indianapolis Fringe had this year smaller than used to be. It's kind of recovering from COVID, but right. it's uh, 68 different shows, um, a total of like 280 performances over the course of three or four weekends. Uh -huh. And, and um, they're all an hour long. And I would say most of the shows are adult friendly, like, there's going to be cussing in the plays. Sure, most of sure. Them. Um, there, a lot of them are LBGQ friendly or wow. put on part by LBGQ T uh, plus whatever um, performers. Um, but it's not only for that. Um, uh, there, there's some magic shows too. And oddly enough, Indianapolis has a fairly big magic scene. Um, he's one of the performers that's been there forever start off in Vegas and that's friends with a ton of magic performers and just brings them in. Right. Um, he, he does, he does an amazing job of that. Um, so you kind of go and they have street performers and the beer tents and you kind of hang out in between shows and you go from show to show uh -huh. and you see things that are a little odd, like the, the two shows I saw, one of them was Ship of Dreams, which was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, and it basically, it did the Titanic movie in a uh, hour. And they kind of made poked fun at all of the little idiosyncrasies of the movie. And it, it was just fantastic. And then I watched, nice. uh, uh, there's a, um, a boy band called Unfivegettable and they do parody songs and they did a show called QAnon the musical which kind of put <laughs> fun at QAnon and uh ended with um a positive note saying hey just don't be a douche like <laughs> that was their yeah, final yeah, song totally totally you know, just you know you can be QAnon but put you know just let people be, you know, was yeah. the final. I know there are other factors that make you love Covington, Kentucky. Can you tell me, you know, sell me on Covington? Okay. Well, like I said, it's fairly progressive, uh, this specific area. So, you, you know, you have that. Um, like the South Bank shuttle connects everything around here. And, um, it, and then I'm a big foodie. And Covington, Kentucky won best food in America for like two years. Wow. Um, and it is when I moved here, I was shocked at how good the food is here. Uh, the only city I've really been to that I feel compares was London. Um, I, I really like the food in London with all the street vendors and stuff like that. But the, 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 the sheer level of quality of the food in this area is amazing. Um, we're on the Bourbon Trail. So you can go to a lot of different distilleries. Our friends own one of the distilleries down the road. They're just super cool guys. Um, and there's breweries here if you're into beer. Yeah. Um, and then there's a ton of um, different theaters where you get music performances. Um, there's everything from like the Thompson House, which is the guy who invented the Tommy gun. Um, oh, wow. that has been turned into a music venue. 
And then right next door to it basically is a ovation and they, it's like a 2000 seat, um, I don't know, theater. And yeah. there's, there's probably 10 music venues slash play venues within uh, a walking distance even from here. Um, wow. or, or if you hop on the South Bank shuttle, you can get to almost all of them. There's a, there's two, there's three music venues, four music venues, uh, along the Ohio. Um, some of them are inside a couple more outside music venues. Um, yeah. there's a place called Bogarts, which is this big, like bar complex that does larger, uh, national, international shows. It's not, they don't get like really big names there, but they get some fairly big names. Um, yeah. And then they we get big names at the hockey arena. We saw, uh, you know, Cher was supposed to be there not that long, uh, a while ago, but it got canceled from COVID. Uh, we've seen, uh, we went I went there and saw New Kids on the Block, which, oh, wow. which I thought my wife liked. And she, and I was, and so I, saw that tickets were 25 bucks, including all the fees. And I was like, let's just go. It yeah. was like a Tuesday. And we went and I didn't know any Backstreet, uh, New Kids on the Block songs. I, I knew like two or three of them, but they ended up having um, Salt and Pepper and I knew all their music and wow, in nice. Rogue, I knew all their music. And it, 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 was, it was a fun time, but it was 25 bucks. So who cared? I rode my bike there, you know? Yeah. And so it cost us 50 bucks to go out to a concert, a, you know, a pretty big name. We just went to uh, Backstreet Boys. I feel like it's some of the boy bands. Yeah. But um, it was outside. There's a out. There's a place called Coney Island. It's like a, a water slide park, and uh, they also have an attached like outdoor amphitheater that seats like um, twenty thousand people or something like that. Wow. So we get we get pretty big bands that stop there. Um, like. Uh, and it's just a ton of different variety of venues so you get anything from you know a 300 seat bar venue all the way up to a 20,000 seat arena nice or, or outdoor amphitheater so the arts are alive in Covington yeah. yeah and and if you most of the bigger bands and stuff come through here but if not we're an hour and a half from Indianapolis we're an hour and a half from Louisville we're yeah. an hour and a half from everything's an hour and a half away there's Lexington but if, if it doesn't come here, it goes to Indianapolis or it goes to Louisville, pick one. Right. Um, or most of the time it goes to both of those. Um, yeah. But we, we get a ton of stuff through here. Um, Broadway tours, and they, they we have a Cincinnati um, Broadway, you know, they, they do seven different shows every year. Right. Um, and then Indianapolis has their own Broadway, and they do seven different shows than us every year, usually. Right. So, so we can even do some Broadway shows, um, which aren't necessarily my favorite, but some right. of them are really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a playhouse um, and we have a, you know, the arts museum. There's a children's museum complex that has like a Holocaust museum at it and stuff like that. Right. Um, there, there's an aquarium in Newport, which is a 30 minute walk from my house. Um, it's right on the Ohio River. Nice. And, Cincinnati has a ton of like food festivals. There's one at least, at least one every weekend during the summer. Um, and I've many times have gone to like three or four different 
like food style festivals with music and stuff like that. Sure. I just went on my bike and there's like one on the across the river, run on this side of the river, and then one there's another there's the Licking River that separates Covington and Newport. And so Covington side has a, a, a riverfront venue that does festivals and then Newport has a riverfront area for festivals and they throw festivals at the same time. So I'll go from wow. one to another and uh they have music playing and food and you know, depending upon what the festival is, sometimes there's like an art festival. So you'll go and you know, browse around those. And then we have all the sports if you're into it. And apparently you are. I um, personally am. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, I, 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 uh, I, I'm big into bands. I'm big into sports. Uh, I, uh, you, you mentioned you Broadway shows are not necessarily your thing there. I'm not really into musicals, although before we left Los Angeles, we went to the Pantages and saw Moulin Rouge. I thought it was mm -hmm. a great show. There was one particular number in that show where I was like, damn, I, I was super impressed. So, oh, yeah, yeah. um, you know, so it's not like I'm closed off to that thing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm right. in this weird sort of artsy creative slash meathead space you know yeah, where, yeah. where i like yeah. where i where i like uh i'm just i'm, I'm a very visual person so competitive right. sports uh you know the arts i can stand in an art gallery forever so i just you know right. like i my you know my eyes are sort of my, i'm led by my eyes i guess is <laughs> is the easiest way to put uh my my personality my tastes so um, but yeah, sports, uh, obviously with Cincinnati, uh, uh, being right there, um, I guess, uh, so then you, uh, generally would fly in and out of Cincinnati airport, but you have all these other options within a few hours, uh, right. depending on where you're flying or. And, and actually Cincinnati airport is not in Cincinnati. It's not even in Ohio. It's oh. in, um, it's just South of me. Oh, it's wow. in Kentucky. Um, so I'm actually closer to the airport than if I were in Cincinnati. Oh, I didn't I'm know 10 that. 10 minutes okay. from the airport. It's actually in, uh, like I said, it's in Kentucky. And uh, so I can get to the airport in 10 to 15 minutes. And it's not a super busy airport. And um, a lot of the lower priced airlines fly out of there. Uh, right. Frontier and Allegiant fly out of there. So uh, for less than 100 bucks, I can get to Florida. That's and awesome. My sister lives in Florida still, and we'll just fly down there. Um, last time I flew down there, we I flew into Orlando. It cost yeah. me sixty nine dollars round trip, including nice. fees. I just do, I pack a bag that fits under the seat in front of me. Um, I go down there for four days and nice. whatever. Cost me sixty nine bucks, you know. My sister that's picked awesome. up at the airport, and uh, yeah, that's a huge selling point, obviously for us with our kids scattered around the country. Uh, you know, um, yeah, we we're kind uh, of central, so yeah, you absolutely are. I, that was one of the I so Knoxville. Uh, for people who know me, know that I've worked there for a short time, and uh that was one of the allures uh living there especially when my wife's family like, they're kind of spread out now but uh for a time they were all in florida and so for us uh living in knoxville had a lot of appeal because for the reasons you mentioned like i could fly into the sanford airport i didn't even have to go all the way to 
Orlando for where right. you know my relatives live and it was it was like somewhere between 50 and 80 bucks generally for a flight from Knoxville and it's a couple hours later and boom you're there and yeah. I mean obviously the smaller airports are fantastic because it's kind of a little more in and out you know yeah um, I have um global entry so I just walk through the line there might be five people in front of me yeah. um, and uh, if I happen to get to the airport early I just go to a lounge because you know, yeah, I, totally. I have a credit card lets me get in the lounge and uh, just chill out, get free drinks and yeah, uh, a little bit of snack and hop on the plane. It 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 reminds now that I have global entry, um, it reminds me of the days when flying was easy. Like yeah. I don't have to take off my shoes. Wow. And I, I so just, hellish now. I know it's I, so I, crazy. Just walk right through. Um, yeah, and then. Within a couple of hours, you can get to all sorts of things that are kind of neat. Like there's uh, state parks with like, um, Ohio has like four or five state parks that have resorts at them that are state run and they're really beautiful and, yeah. you know, on, on a lake. And then there's like Serpent Mound National Park, which has like this giant ancient mound that was made into a shape of a serpent. Right. And you go there and you see that kind of history. And there's Bone Lick. Um, historic site which i guess is a tar pit i've not been there but no me neither uh i think it's a tar pit um and they have like buffalo and stuff there too and then um you go south of here to two hours or so uh there's a place called um red red river gorge and um it has rock climbing and um hiking and all and a natural bridge and you can go down there and just right all those things so and just the, the george clooney's family lives like an hour from here in this little town i forget what it's called now geez anyways a little town just south of here where george nice. clooney family lives down there and the rosemary clooney house is there and you can tour it and there's a couple of nice restaurants and there it's right go. on the ohio so it's a pretty spot you go down there walk around see some of the shops eat at a restaurant you can do a tour of the house uh, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff within a short distance of here. Um, I, I I lived in Indianapolis for a long time, and it's not it's not even it's I'm an hour and a half from there, but you would not think we lit, it was that close. Yeah, um, just because we're kind of in the hills. I go I go south of here. I can get to Gatlinburg in a few hours. Knoxville's close. Yeah, um, um and it, just get outside of town a little bit, and there's um. Mount, you know, not mountains, but it's hilly and right. beautiful that way. We're on the river, uh, and then there's some lakes and stuff. The only thing that we're really missing is the beach. And like you've experienced living in Knoxville, uh, you can just hop on a plane and get yeah. there in a couple hours. It's that's great. Uh, not, not well, you're certainly selling me. I mean, you're actually making me pretty damn excited about it. I must say it wasn't really even in my hemisphere when you mentioned it on Facebook and you've only done more in this conversation to, you know, intrigue my interest. So I definitely uh -huh. think at some point Denise and I are going to add this to our list. I'm looking at the best places uh, ranking for it. Uh, eight reviews, five stars. It's not a lot of reviews, but five stars is great. Population of Covington is 40,000. Uh, unemployment rate, 5%. Median income, 36,000. Median home price, 148,000. 
the median age skews a little younger than uh, Yellow Springs, like we were just talking about at thir- around 36 years old. Uh, comfort index, eight eight. 0.4 in the summer, same in the winter uh, as Yellow Springs, 5. You know, 5.4%. Covington violent crime is ranked at 32.6. The U.S. average is 22.7. Covington property crime is at 53, and the U.S. average is 35. So I think what you were talking about, uh, you know, uh, living, making sure that, you know, you're sort of uh, properly picking your neighborhood uh, in Covington uh, makes sense. It's not, you know, look, uh, I grew up, or I didn't grow up. I lived in Los Angeles for 26 years. So, you know, uh, these measurements don't mean a lot to somebody like me coming from the city. I'm like, whatever, man, I, I can, I can spot, you know, uh, a sketchy area as, as well as the best of them, you know what I mean? But, uh, I think your point, your earlier point, uh, about, you know, making sure that, you know, the neighborhood, uh, that you're choosing above, I think you said 12th street or something like that. Correct. Um, you know, is is sort of on your radar uh i think also you know it kind of speaks to so uh growing up around youngstown ohio i can tell you there are places in youngstown that just still and may never have made the turn since you know the the shutdown of the steel mills back in the 70s you know and drugs are a problem everywhere in the united states uh, in Youngstown, it's no different. And um, so, you know, for me personally, having come from a steel town or a, a, like sort of a manufacturing environment where you've seen the decay, uh, but then you also see these sort of enclaves of, you know, like I think what you're experiencing right now in Covington, uh, you know, making the turn and slowly, uh, you know, generating better communities. Um uh, I think, you know, if you get in at the right time, then, you know, you're sitting on a potential, uh, you know, future home, a generational home for your families, you know. So right. uh, Pittsburgh certainly made the turn. Cleveland has made the turn. Uh, I think, you know, uh, I think a lot of people are looking for, you know, uh, smaller communities like yours to get away from those areas and sort of, you um, when you're showing that kind of growth that Covington, Kentucky is showing, uh, it's a huge attraction for, you know, especially people in our age bracket, but even families. It sounds like there's plenty of things to do with for people there with a younger family. Yeah. Um, you know, I only brought it up. It's not necessarily my favorite place in the world, but it's it's a nice place. Yeah. And you said you had family in Ohio. And I know that it's not on many people's radar. Like my my dad, you know, uh, he lives in Indianapolis still. And when we moved here, he's like, this place is amazing. (laughs) I I was shocked when I moved here. It's people are friendly, like the Midwest friendly thing. Um, They're even friendlier here than they were in Indianapolis. And um, the the weather, we're just far enough south where winters aren't super bad. I think. And since even since we've moved here, they've gotten less and less. Uh, I, I really think global warming's <laughs> yeah. having, having a little bit of effect on it. It's a thing. Um, I can tell you in Salt Lake right now. I mean, it's a thing. The lake is drying yeah. up. So, oh yeah, yeah. So, you know, the weather is probably my least favorite thing here. <clears throat> um, but it's it, it's not horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's totally. Uh, but. 
I brought it up because I know it's not in anybody's radar, but it's surprisingly nice. Um, and uh, people have started to recognize that. We have uh, Emilio Estevez moved to Cincinnati. Nice. Um, and uh, he he he's now the voice of our um, – we have like a trolley uh, car, and he's the voice for it now. And they've started making movies here. Um, there's been several lately. Not – Nothing major motion picture, but uh, right. Um, they've started making some movies here and um, things like that. It's it's. I was very surprised when I moved here um, how much I actually do like it, and um, and and how much there is to do, and yeah. how good the food is, which is a big deal to me. So, <laughs> well, I think that's a big uh, deal to many many people. Um, I, but at the same time, it's not crazy expensive, so. I can yeah. afford to work three days a week. I can work overtime. I'm allowed to. Uh, I just don't because I don't need to. So I, I keep you, the time man. off. That's and, awesome. And just, uh, you know, like I said, I bought my house. It's a nice house. It's not huge, but there's only two of us. Yeah. Um, it's $150,000. You can, you know, you can still buy a house in my neighborhood that's nice, fully remodeled, um, you know, $250,000 and be in a very desirable location if you're into being able to walk to a restaurant and things sure. like that. Um, you know, and there's a lot of, there's high, fairly high end and fairly, but there's also like Waffle House close to us. And so you could do breakfast for seven bucks, easy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's a, I um, mean, uh, we just actually got out of Idaho City uh, a couple of days ago, maybe five days ago. And uh, we had a similar experience. And, you know, uh, if you listen to one of my earlier shows, you know, breakfast cost me by myself at least 28 bucks with tips. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, for eggs, it's so ridiculous. But, uh, right. you know, the other day in Idaho City, we had a similar experience where it was like, you know, Denise's entree was seven dollars. We split an extra order of pancakes for thirty three dollars and 30 cents and you know right. it, it was delicious it was like okay yeah, exactly. was, you know um, it wasn't like uh scrap food or anything like that so you know yeah a couple here if you go to not the fancier places but nice legit restaurants you know we have korean place and we have chinese place and um you know various mexican places and uh yeah. empanada spot and just a bunch of different things but we can go out for 30 bucks for the two of us and both have a drink and stuff like that. Um, we can also go out and spend a hundred bucks, no problem, you know. Yeah, no, of course. Um, but options at, at the same time, I I can go relatively close and go to a full-on tasting menu, and the two of us can get out of there for a couple hundred bucks. Right. But when I was in Vegas. I went out to a tasting menu and the two of us got out of there for $600. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge, and I actually part enjoyed time. the tasting menus here more. Yeah. So, yeah you know. Totally. Uh, oh, well, don't even get me started on Vegas, but uh, <laughs> I, I spent four days at a volleyball tournament there right after COVID, like right after everything opened up. So, uh, but you know, obviously there are no buffets there. Are no, it wasn't the old Vegas that you and I had visited in the past. It, it was brutal. It was just, I was a captive audience and the team decided to stay at Excalibur. It was a horrible hotel. Anyway, um, <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for uh, both of your mentions for Yellow Springs, Ohio, 
and Covington, Kentucky, which has really intrigued me, I must say. Uh, I think Denise and I are going to have to pay a visit when we uh, do our sort of East Coast slash Midwest, our East Midwest tour, I guess, for lack of a better word, because uh, we are going to hit the Knoxvilles and the uh, West North Carolinas again. And Covington, Kentucky sounds like a place where uh, we should definitely check out upon your endorsement. Uh, yeah. And if you come in town, uh, we can show you around if you want or It'd be great. Whatever. Um, I would love it. That's not a that wouldn't be a problem, especially if it's during the week. Yeah, no, for sure. We'll definitely come Monday through Thursday. So, and, um, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to say I, I've enjoyed your podcast. It's quite good. Thank you. Um, um, I and I actually enjoy the fact that you will uh, not only speak the positives, but you speak the negatives, which is unusual, and I, I like that. Um, yeah. And my only note is uh, I don't know why you beep stuff. Like it. Oh, why like, beef stuff? Like you know, you're not, you're not, you're not odd editing for a TV show, man. You're no, editing, I know, I know. You're uh, for a podcast, no, it's even if say that. doesn't beep. It is NPR a habit. It is a habit to just bleep stuff. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't entirely know our demographic yet. Um, since we're still sort of in our infancy. And uh, for the moms who are actually listening to us while they may have young ones in the car, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't I'm just I'm not convinced that young uh, wives are listening to us. Wives, I should say, with young children. Uh, I know we're definitely probably more in the zone with uh, moms who have teenagers in the car who have heard far worse than what Denise with her potty mouth spits out. But, uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, I don't know. That's like I mean, it's fun. your show, I, but uh, I know, I know. Come on, uh, man. You're in the podcast weird. world. Like, I just, uh, <laughs> I think it's be, we're just still new. I think we've been on our best behavior, honestly, so far. Uh, although, you know, I think in the next few episodes, we we've had we've had we've had sort of a rough and tumble time from i would say uh bend oregon all the way through this visit we're leaving salt lake city today but uh we have some mishaps to share uh mm-hmm. that it, and you know uh it it has not been the clean run in salt lake city i'm shocked to tell you the truth and i'm totally teasing an episode you haven't seen yet but um right. I'm shocked that a place where I've been three times already was such a rough trip. So, mm. uh, <laughs> and you you'll know, have that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, anyway, more to come. But uh, I will consider your note about not sleeping. <laughs> uh, I have considered it actually, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Denise probably sides with you. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean. I found you through Leanne's podcast, of course. Oh, that's true. And then I found her through Bert's. So oh, I'm well, not yeah, you're a Bert fan. You know I, mean? I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's, and it's so funny because, you know, we know them. And uh, although, you know, our, our two daughters have only been hanging out together for, you know, just over a calendar year. And uh, Georgia, Bert's daughter, 
was not inclined to have kids over for the longest time because, you know, Bert's a wild card as a dad. So you never know what you're going to get, I guess, uh, from George's eyes, as as my daughter Ellie tells me. But, um, you know, Bert and Leanne have been just overjoyed that Georgia finally broke her impasse on, you know, allowing people to come to the house. And my daughters were there. Uh, even Mia, my middle daughter, who you'll meet in the Utah episode, she... Mm-hmm. Um, she and Ellie were at their house this entire past summer. So, I mean, we didn't, you know, right. when, when the kids weren't working a job or doing something, you know, constructive with their time, they were totally at, at Bert's house. And, uh, and, you know, yeah, to your point, uh, uh, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's me who's being a stick in the mud so far. So hey, to be like I said, even NPR doesn't beep. Like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I got to think about that. I guess I was worried early on about getting flagged by like YouTube or, you know, community guidelines kind of thing. But um, all right, we're going to let we're going to we're going to let our freak flag fly. And it's going to be your fault if anything oh, okay. bad happens. I'm gonna That's totally good. I'll be a bad influence. Yeah, totally. So, well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Bert Stewart, right. for joining us today. Um, I. Uh, I can't thank you enough for engaging with us early on and finding us through obviously Leanne's podcast. Her fans have been so amazing uh, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, supporting us and just offering great comments and everything. And uh, your insight in particular, though, I had to chase this lead down and talk to you about Covington today. So that's I great. That. Yeah. And like I said, if you're ever in the area, feel free to contact me. We can uh, show you around a little bit, show you some of the oddball stuff that's here. Yeah, man. Um, and uh you know, uh, I, I definitely say from my point of view, uh, podcast fan, um, however long you end up needing to go, you're not you're not making a TV show with commercials. I know, I know. Can, it, some of your podcasts have been an hour. Some of them have been 40 minutes. Yeah. Whatever's appropriate amount of time, make it that long. That's good it's, advice. Thanks. A lot of us are listening in a car. I listen yeah. at work. I have 12 hours, buddy. You know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of That's a good point. Yeah, thank you for that. I mean, that's like that's the feedback that we were all sort of. So we hear Bert and Tom talk for two hours, right? Right. And we're like, when Denise and I are talking about it, we're kind of like, dude, like nobody knows who we are. Like we can't support a podcast that goes that long, you know. Why but, not? Um, if if it's good, it's good, right? And if yeah. the conversation is flowing and it makes sense, then why not? Yeah. Yeah. Don't edit the shit out of it. Like no, yeah, it's, no, it's, I can't. We're well, listening for your banter. We're listening for yeah, you know, whatever you have to say. Right. Um, and and we have time. Like me, me and my wife listen to Two Bears One Cave together. But yeah. it's almost always on a road trip. Like right. we're an hour and a half from a ton of stuff. So totally, if it's if it's a so round trip, that's three hours. Yeah. So if your podcast is less than that we're going to hear the whole thing you know right right. no yeah for sure for sure but, um, but at the same time you don't have to make it three hours but if no. you have the material leave yeah, it in good, you know good. yeah for sure uh yeah well to your two things to your point number one uh when bert first told me like he showed me his studio i hardly you know i hardly knew him when he showed me his studio and he said but he knew that denise and i were selling the house and mm-hmm. he said um he said to me point blank, he was like, you guys need to do a podcast about your travels and all that stuff. It wasn't even, I, I, I listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of like 
the sort of fiction podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, over my dead body is a good one. Although I think that's like more of a docu. Uh, but anyway, I listened to a slew. I listened to the black tapes podcast. I don't know if you've heard right. of that, but that was like, that's all supernatural, creepy right. yeah, yeah. radio shows type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've, I've listened to those. And my first statement to him was, uh, aren't podcasts like super saturated now? And he's like, no, <laughs> he's like, you get to any, and, the thing with me working in television is like, I already have all the gear. Like I have, yeah. you know, I, I edit primarily as my, as my career path, but I've shot stuff in the past and, you know, I have an audio recorder and, and zoom mics and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, so in the end it was like, okay, well I have all the gear and I'm, I guess we're just going to produce this show while we're on the road, you know? Um, and then the other point is, uh, we really are like, I haven't been able to have time to cut the video for like our YouTube channel, but I think it's going to be essential just, you know, where we are now. It's like, we have, we're pulling great numbers early, but I think if we're going to expand, I have to start doing video on YouTube rather than just, I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube, but I do like the waveform sort of like the, when we talk, the audio goes like this and it's just like right. a standard waveform thing. Um, but we recorded Mia the other day with three cameras and all that. And uh, so, you know, I have to start putting that together, but which, you know, also uh, proves your point. There's like, I, I just, I don't have time to edit the shit out of it. You know, I just like I've got to like just cut to the camera when I need to hear see somebody talking and just keep going. I don't have time to like, you know, oh, let's move this here. And, you know, it's not Dr. Phil I'm trying to do here where I'm like, <laughs> you know, re- recreate the entire episode. Oh, this should, this topic should come here or that. So your, yeah, your, point well, is, your point is taken on both things. So I appreciate yeah. it. I mean, one of the, the biggest podcasts in the world or not are not. Yeah, much, you know, there. I know. And it's <laughs> so, like, like Bert, I know he just rolls tape. And then after it, he stands up, walks out. And and there may be a comment or two where it's like, I'll take out that one thing about this or that, or that joke fell flat, take that out. And then, but that's it. His guy Halston just like bang. And the next thing you know, it's, it's up and streaming, you yeah. know? So um, uh, anyway, your, your shows are edited nicely. I, I enjoy them. They're Thanks. good. Thanks. Um, especially right out of the gate, but I mean, that's what you do. So yeah, it's not surprising. I know. I just, I feel like, uh, it's getting easier to talk, uh, with my, my middle daughter, Mia, that we just interviewed the other day. I mean, we rolled tape for like an hour and 45 minutes, which I think is too long, but, um, so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll boil that down a bit, but, uh, like you said, if the conversation's flowing, then it certainly it helps me because I just don't have as much stuff to cut. So I think I just have to get to a point where, um, you know, I, uh, I, I'm kind of nudging the conversation along a little better. So it's just it's going to come with time. I mean, I, you yeah, know, get, honestly, better, I need to be right? a better interviewer. Denise and I both need to be better interviewers of each other and just get to the get a little sooner sometimes. But, you know, but. Like I said, uh, most of your audience, especially now, is probably coming from Burtcast fans yeah. and stuff like that. And they're used to longer things and they don't mind some of that stuff. And um, you both are charming people. And, <laughs> you know, so. Thanks. Yeah, it's I not, mean, it's not painful to listen to. And you, you, you have concise thoughts. Like some podcasts I've tried and I just can't do it. I'm like, nope, these people yeah. I can listen to. Um, but 
you guys have a good thing going. So thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate you chiming in early as well. I really do. It's like, uh, you know, it just re I mean, it's, you know, when you're throwing stuff out into the abyss, it's kind of like, all right, is, you know, what's, what, what are people feeling or whatever? And obviously our friends are supportive, but it's like, right. you know, that job you got in college selling steak knives or whatever. It's like, once you sold them all to your family, then, you know, it's like, now you, yeah, can't, now you don't have anyone to sell steak knives to. So uh, it was good to know that Denise and I are selling steak knives to more people than just our core, you know, 60 friends or whatever. It was 60 acquaintances, right. right. you know? So that part's been great. Anyway, uh, but cool, man. Thank you so much. I've taken up so much of your time. I'm going to take up more of it. I'm not, I'm really not shitting when I say I want to visit your town. So, okay. Not a problem. Yeah. yeah um, like I said, I've arranged my life to have time. Good that's, for you. that's the, that's been my goal my yeah. entire life. I've wanted to retire since I was five, but since <laughs> I can't, I keep my bills within reason because I, I, I want to have a nice house. Yeah. I want to live in a reasonable neighborhood. But, yeah. uh, you know, when I lived in Indianapolis, I lived in a condo that was $60,000, but it was in a, it was a, in a little sweet spot of cheap, but in a nice area, you know, yeah. and I've lived my whole, I don't have a car payment. I just pay cash for it. Yeah, you know, same and, with us. We, we and, had, that's and, why we had to sell our cars leaving LA. Cause we knew our cars were so old. We hadn't had a car payment in almost nine or 10 years. Right. Yeah. You know, and if you do those types of things, it frees you up. I, I, I don't make a ton of money, but I make reasonable, I make good money for this area. Yeah. And, um, as long as I keep my bills low, I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know, <laughs> oh, man, there you go. I love it. I love it. That's, uh, yeah. that's kind of where we find ourselves here now, but we're just taking our, so we're just taking our first footsteps into that sort of lifestyle. It's been great mm -hmm. so far, other than, you know, some, some some bad road uh some some yeah. bad road road trip experiences but well you know, once you um eventually if you start slowing down your travel it gets a lot less expensive yeah for sure uh, i mean at least stay a week someplace because you get weekly rates yeah um, um one thing i do is we have we my dad and i have an rci together um, and that has a yearly fee of like 700 bucks, but RCI has last minute deals for a week there. You can book them up to three months out uh -huh. and they're all over the country and they're $260 for a week at a yeah. condo. Yeah. So, you know, we, yeah. we, we'll do a last minute deal and just kind of go someplace. We don't even have to stay for the whole week. We'll just stay for four days. Yeah. 260. And, it's like, okay, we can leave a day or two early if we feel like it. Yeah, it's cheaper than staying at a hotel. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. So. so that's all good advice. Um, all right, man. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, enjoy yep. the rest of your week, the rest of your time off this week. I love it. <laughs> uh, Will do. Yeah, man. Going to a concert tomorrow, and uh, then this weekend coming up, I'm going to Indianapolis again for the French Festival. Nice. I took a day off for this one, though. So <laughs> nice. Very good. All right. Well, All tell right. your wife we want her on next time. Denise is going to interview her. I appreciate you, see you sticking your neck out and uh, sitting on this Zoom with me. I appreciate it, man. All righty. Thanks a lot, man. All right, dude. It's Talk fun. to you later. Okay. Right, bye. bye. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Bye.